Welcome to Mortgage Insider. I'm Claire McPhail, a Business Development Manager at Barclays. In this series, we're speaking to a range of experts to explore success stories and new trends. In this episode, we're finding out how to identify your unfair advantage. I spoke to Ash Ali and Hassan Kuba, authors of the book, The Unfair Advantage. Hi, Hassan and Ash. Welcome and thank you for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having us. So can we just start this off by you giving us a brief introduction to yourselves and your careers? Yeah, so um, uh, uh, I, I grew up in a Birmingham in the inner city and I dropped out of university and college and decided to build websites at the age of 19 whilst everyone else was going off to university to do their thing. Um, and then I started to work at, um, uh, I got invited to work, I won an award and decided to work at an agency in London where I moved from Birmingham and worked on building websites for a whole bunch of different people. Uh, different organisations, financial services companies, lots of large businesses. And I, when I, whilst I was there and I learned a lot about online marketing and digital marketing, and I learned that a lot of people were building websites, but not many people were thinking about build, getting traffic to websites. And that became my expertise and that became my forte. Um, and then I worked in multiple different companies, um, built a few companies along the way, side hustles and so on. And then I eventually landed the role of marketing director at a company called Just Eat, where you can order your takeaway online. So that's pretty cool. Um, I was there, raised 10.5 million pounds. Uh, we took it to IPO in 2016 for 1.5 billion. That's a great experience all the way through building a startup and getting to the other side. And uh, since then, um, I've done lots of mentoring and coaching of startup entrepreneurs. And more recently, I'm the co-founder of a company called UHubs, where we help salespeople upskill and sales managers coach their reps better. Thank you, Ash. That's a, a fair amount that you've just shared there. And for you, Hassan, is your journey similar? Something different for you? Quite different. It was similar in some ways, but very different in others. I was born in Baghdad, actually, in Iraq. And I came to London when I was three years old. And um, yeah, just modest background, kind of a focus on education. The thing is, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So the the, the typical path for me was to become like a doctor. But I realized as I was going down that path, maybe eventually becoming a doctor, is uh, that's not something that I was necessarily passionate about. So I, I dropped out and did economics um, instead. I learned, wanted to learn more about the world. The typical path from there was to go into banking or something like that, um, management consulting. And I, it just didn't appeal to me. There was something about the whole... Uh, okay, you make a lot of money, but then you also don't have much time to spend that money. They used to brag about spending 72 hours straight at the office and things like that on careers days. You're and thinking like, that's not for me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not for me. No, thank you. Um, so actually, I found this online course. I graduated, found this online course about how to start a business, uh, how to have freedom, fun and adventure. And the idea was to create a passive income and basically be in charge of my own time. I was kind of uh, very motivated by being my own boss and being able to spend my time how I like and being flexible, being able to work from where I like, being able to work when I like. So it took me two years of very non-passive income time of building a business, working really hard, crazy hours, probably probably worse than if I'd gone into investment banking. But at the end of the day, I was working for myself. And then after about two years of doing that, I'd reached a point where, okay, I hit my objective. I was actually able to travel for months on end and then barely having... 
barely having the motivation to send out invoices, which is all I needed to do. So yeah, that was a lesson learned. Passive income makes you passive a little bit, but it was great. No, it was a great experience. It was during that time is when I met Ash actually, um, because we both had free time. He had just had the IPO quite recently from Just Eat. We both were at loose end and um, I was kind of from the online business world and Ash was kind of from the tech startup world where there's some crossover, but there's some differences. And I learned about the whole tech startup world and basically the whole Dragon's Den component of it, where you're an angel investor and people coming to pitch you to raise funding. And that was fun. And I think the insights we got from that is what basically became our book. Yes, which obviously links us very nicely to the book that you both have co-written together, The Unfair Advantage. So encapsulating your both of your experiences, what is it that this book is really about? And, and why did you think that there was a need for it? So maybe Ash, from your own perspective... Yeah, um, w- when I moved to London, I saw all these amazing people around me with nice cars, living in like, lovely houses, really successful. And I always was interested in knowing what makes people successful um, and what drives them. And I, me coming from the inner city of Birmingham, I was always like, oh, my God, look at these success. They've got things which I haven't got. Um, they, they've got a degree. They've got intelligence. They've got the right network. And then eventually, as I got into certain roles and I started working, I realized that there's this thing that people have that not many people talk about. And we kind of labeled it, both me and Hassan labeled it and called it the unfair advantage. So we had um, uh, multiple people come into our office in London where they were looking for investment. And every time both me and Hassan looked at each other and said, we'll invest in that person. And then we're like, so what is it? And why do we, would we invest in that person? It's like, it's because they got an unfair advantage. And so we started asking that question to everybody. So what's your unfair advantage? And people didn't know how to answer it. And that was kind of the premise of saying, people don't know what it is. Uh, and I wonder why people don't know what it is and uh, how do we explain what an unfair advantage is to these entrepreneurs? So that was kind of where the, the kind of nugget kind of, of this idea came to us from. And the reason we wrote this book was for, for the underdogs, for the people who feel like they don't have what it takes to succeed. And what we realized is that everyone's got something and your own story and your own background is really important to um, your success. And bringing that out to light more is your unfair advantage, but people don't know how to do that. And I think that's where we kind of start sort of thinking about this idea about what it is. And we built this framework around it and so on and uh, started writing about it. And you're obviously, as you can tell, this is something that you've built together, the whole concept of it, the thought of it. Hassan, was there anything different for you, you know, when you were thinking about this, when it was in its infancy? What did you think there was a, a need for it for? Was it just exactly the same as Ash or did you come from it from a slightly different perspective? Yeah, I think there's a lot of overlap. But I think one thing that both of us, but maybe me a bit more, I was coming, I, I was always into self-development books and self-improvement and that kind of thing. So I'd listen to these motivational speakers and I'd read these books and they would talk about, you know, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Whatever you can believe you can do, you can do. And it was just this kind of positive thing of like, you have 100% responsibility. It's all about the hard work you put in and that kind of view of life, which I, which I think is a valuable view on life, but I think is a limited view. And uh, we talk about it in the book as different, you know, mental models about how the world works. And it's a useful mental model because you do take responsibility. It's empowering at the end of the day, but it's not the complete picture. And what we wanted to say is, yes, if you believe it, you can achieve it to a point. 
we all know this. Like, they, basically, we're saying the obvious, and I think that's one of the reasons that the book has done so well is because people say to us all the time, ah, "Yeah, you put into words something I was thinking in the back of my mind, but couldn't put the words to," and now you've made it obvious to me that it's it's not just about the hard work you put in. There's also an element of luck, and we all know this. We don't live in a pure meritocracy. There's always going to be an element of luck, of circumstance, of like innate talent that plays a picture. Now, there was a phase maybe when we were writing the book and before that when I was kind of starting a business where this idea that talent doesn't exist it's all about the 10,000 hours it's all about the hard work you put in and actually we all know talent does exist talent exists in every realm unfair advantages exist in every realm it's not just and it's not even just about your inner strengths what you're good at but it's also about your circumstances and we found that nobody was talking about that people would talk about you know these you know these gurus and these books we'd all talk about everybody as if we all come from the same background and it's just not true. We don't all start from the same starting line. And we wanted to add that element in. We'd never seen a business book talk about that. So we had to say, look, actually, it really, really depends on your circumstances. But even if it doesn't seem like you have the best, the most privileges that you can have, every disadvantage can have a corresponding advantage as well. Everything is a double-edged sword. So it's all about your mindset when it comes to that. So that was kind of the perspective I came into coming from like, yeah you can do it kind of mindset and like kind of pulling myself up by my bootstraps thinking i'd have done it all myself but the reality is even though i'd come from a war-torn country even though we didn't have all the privileges and things in life there was a lot of things that i had going for me when i was younger that allowed me to start my business that allowed me to reach the level of success i'd had and i suppose when you look at the framework that's within the book which has money intelligence and insight location and luck education expertise and then status for yourselves if you're thinking about your own ones which i'm sure you could talk about any element of this within each of those um parts of the framework but for yourselves what were the standout unfair advantages sure so um for me i would say that I used to think I was just lucky that my parents took me to a library when I was young. I remember being in inner city London, kind of, we used to go to this library all the time and I used to love reading. And I used to think, yeah, it's just because I've read that I've got a head start on my classmates and therefore I did well in school. Um, I think there's some truth to that, but there's also some truth to that. I just pick things up quickly. Like I would be barely paying attention. I would never do my homework and I'd do quite well. Nothing, no, nothing genius level, nothing <laughs> insane. Yeah, but like, like I'd just yeah. do quite well anyway. Yeah. So clearly I had that as an advantage. I kind of yeah. the book smarts. Um, another thing is communication. I didn't realize this when I was younger, but one thing that really helped me to get clients starting off um, is to be able to communicate well and build trust and build rapport. I'll give you another quick example. The fact that I was able to just live at home with my parents in London for free. Like, yeah, like that's common in the sense of like, you know, kids don't move out of home at 18 anymore or even once they graduated. But like that really helped me get started with business to, you know, live in an expensive city like London and to get clients of local businesses and to do start to do online marketing for them. So just little things like that. All these add up to your unfair advantages. And for you, Ash, again, you know, what standout elements would, would you be thinking of? Yeah, so, um, I mean, the Miles Framework was an interesting one that we developed together. Um, and people ask me, uh, you know, what about if you have a disadvantage? And we talked about the double-edged sword of having a disadvantage. So I'm going to talk about how my background with disadvantage, I turned them into advantages um, and they became unfair advantages in time. So, so example, let's take money uh, from the Miles Framework. So I grew up with a lack of money. And I, every time I had to start a project, I had no money, so I had to bootstrap. But that actually made me much more resourceful. 
And it made me perfect for starting companies because I was much more lean in approach, my approach for starting companies and more resourceful. It actually um, spiked me on my creativity because I had to become more creative in how, to, how I did things. So that's one of my core skills and creativity. So having lack of money made me more creative, for example. Uh, intelligence. We talked about intelligence and I wasn't the smartest kid at school, but everyone and all my friends keep saying to me that you're like the glue amongst our friends. You bring everyone together. And I realized this thing, there's this thing called emotional intelligence. And I had a lot of that going for me. And I said, like, oh, that's quite cool. And uh, when you're starting a business, or you're starting projects, we're not just by ourselves. We're working in teams sometimes. And having people around you is really important. Um, my location, I was, I was born in Birmingham, automotive town, uh, retail heavy. I had to move to London to find the tech world. And, you know, I started as the first marketing director of Just Eat, and it was only happened because I moved to London. Education expertise, another example. Um, I didn't go to university, so I had no degree, but then I built my expertise in digital marketing. I actually did all my 10,000 hours in working and building my expertise. And the final one is status, of course. You know, it's, it's how, who you know and your network. And when you're starting out with your unfair advantages, they tend to compound over time. And you can build on them. So there's not just one set of unfair advantages. They move and change over time. And that's why in the book we talk about working with other people because then you can bring other people's unfair advantages together and they compound together, just like when me and Hassan wrote the book. So Ash, you've just run through some of the um, some of the framework from Miles. Can you just put that together, just to explain that? Yeah, sure. So uh, Miles is an acronym for uh, different words. M is for money. Um, I is for intelligence and insight. L is for location and luck, uh, E is for education and expertise, and S is for status. And the MILES framework sits on top what we call the mindset. So having a growth mindset, that's where the MILES framework fits on top. Thank you. And so some of the brokers that we're going to have listening today, how would they start off by identifying their own unfair advantage? So... Yeah, so Miles is quite a good auditing tool to, to discover your unfair advantages. See, one thing, first of all, for anything in life, the first step is always awareness. Just be aware that these are the different components of what can be used to your advantage, what you can leverage to succeed, to you know, to get to grow your business, to get more clients, etc. Um, and you first start off by thinking about, okay, what can I invest? You know, what kind of resources do I have? Money is the most straightforward one. It's the one that people mostly think of when they think about unfair advantages. Ah, oh, he's just lucky. He was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. And and then you got um, intelligence and insight. Ash ran through some of those, but essentially it's book smarts. It's just a simplified way to look at it. It's book smarts, street smarts, or emotional and social intelligence. And finally, creativity. Creativity is probably the most overlooked one because actually maybe we're becoming a bit more aware about emotional intelligence now, which is great. And that used to be too overlooked before. And everyone needs a reminder about that one. But then um, creativity is huge. And then you have uh, insight. Insight is about insight into a problem, insight into how you can reach people, insight into how you can get your next client, into how to build a rapport with them. Insight is powerful, like it's a superpower. It's usually the tool of the underprivileged. It's usually the tool of the people who have less privileges in other areas, less fewer unfair advantages. Um, but they actually usually have really good insight. If you were born uh, with a poorer background or if you are from an ethnic minority or if you're a woman, there are different things that you find that you realize than other people would. So that's just something that you can often use in your favor or just you're part of a subculture or you like a, you like a certain hobby. There are all these different things that we all know like it can help you. Um, location and luck. You can run into people at the right time. You can use a local network. You can hang. You can think of that as um, 
less geographically and more kind of digitally, the location, you know, this whole idea of the metaverse now. But think of it in a simple way of like, where are people hanging out online? That's also a location. Are you on Twitter? Are you on LinkedIn? Where, where do you, you know, where can you source leads? Where can you network? Where can you find a community of other like-minded people that you can use as accountability partners or, or have a little mastermind group? These are such powerful, important things that we talk about in the book. And then you have um, timing, luck. We talk about luck in terms of timing, but luck is a big picture thing as well and how you can increase your luck. Um, education and expertise, that helps you to solve a problem. Right. We all know that as as you become a better, let's say, a better broker, you know, you know more about the different products that are available. That's just going to help you. That's always good. Product knowledge is always good. I come from a sales background. One thing that I did after I finished university and took this course is I was actually too scared to get started. And I did some um, sales jobs in the city of London, funnily enough, just because I knew that was the number one skill required. And it pushed me outside my comfort zone and it didn't come easily to me. I have I'm introverted. This is not something that I'm very good at doing naturally. Um, and finally, status. Status is how you come across. So an unfair advantage I have is I came to the UK when I was three rather than when I was 30. The accent and the language level I would have if I'd come as an immigrant when I was at the age of 30 rather than three is very, or even 13 to an extent, that still would make a big difference. So being something, something small like the accent that you speak in and kind of what subculture you're part of. These are things people don't talk about enough, but really they make a difference. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that you have to sound like you, 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 don't, you know. We don't you, everybody you sound in the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's not that. It's, it's that you need to know who your audience is and who you're targeting and how to connect with them and what it says about you. Um, but it's just all these different things about status is so interesting. But then network. Your network is huge. Who you know can raise, that's why people name drop, right? So who you know can really raise your status. Who you know can get you introductions and everybody knows a warm introduction is so much better. A referral is so much better than a cold email or a cold message. Um, and it's also about how you feel about yourself, your inner status, your confidence. That will come across in how you communicate with others. So we all know how if, if you're in a good mood, you probably do better with prospecting and sales and talking to clients than if you're in a lower mood or you're feeling bad about yourself for some reason. So, yeah, that's a good way to kind of it's, it's a self-reflection and self-awareness exercise to know what your unfair advantages are. And and I suppose to Ash, to hear from you, so many of the brokers, again, listening, are going to be now thinking more about their unfair advantages. But how would they, it's a bit of a, how can you answer this in a quick answer, but how do they apply that concept of the unfair advantage to their business? So they've now had a little think about all these advantages maybe that they'd had um, throughout their lives. And, and what would they do to try and put that into place? Yeah, it's a big question. Um, and Hassan has uh, answered some of that in terms of understanding the self-awareness. But another part of the, the Miles framework, which is really powerful, it's also using it as a lens to see how to see other people. So when you're speaking to potential clients and you apply the Miles framework with potential clients, you can also start to see how you can build trust and rapport with that client. Because you're using that framework to understand, okay, this person doesn't have a lot of money, but they have some money. How does that work in terms of mortgage broken, for example? It's not just about using it for yourself to see, okay, where am I? So it's also using it externally. So, But location, um, mortgage brokers near me. It's a popular search term yeah. on Google, for example. That's the first place people will go, right? Can I find yeah. a mortgage broker near me? Not that it makes any difference because it doesn't really, does it? Not now. Right? <laughs> Especially not now. But people, no, people yeah, still exactly. feel that closeness and that connection, right? 
So they yeah. still want to have that human connection. So it, the Mars framework is about how to create the human connection, building out your own self-awareness to connect with other people's unfair advantages and build that human connection. And that's where you can start building rapport and storytelling and bringing in, bringing in more of a conversation around why uh, using your services or are more important than just going elsewhere and referrals, status. You know, how did I how did I come across mortgage brokers? I'm just thinking now, how did I come across? Most of them were referrals, right? There's already trust in built in that referral. I'll never Google somebody and find them by random. It's always, oh, this person helped me with do X, Y, Z. And therefore the referral came through and it's the conversation starter. So how can you ignite your referrals through your uh, status and through what you do uh, as part of your miles framework and, and building it out uh, and building your personal story? You know, how did you buy your first house? It was a real struggle. And people don't talk about this, right? It's a real struggle. This is what I did and this is how I did it. And what does Mortgage Broken do? Does it save me money and time? How does it do that? And understanding those questions and answering those questions is really important, especially with a new breed of people coming in to the market now, buying properties and thinking about um, properties. And also um, the macro trend. The macro trend is of interest rates going up. What does that mean? Right? Understanding that the start from the money side is really important as well and explaining that um, to your potential clients in a way that makes sense. And for us, because I could talk to you forever because it's so interesting, but I'm thinking that we'll probably have to bring this podcast to to an end at some point. So, But for, for our listeners, you've covered a whole host of, I think, really helpful insights that, that will help them when they're thinking about the business and building it. But, you know, one thing that they could do practically, maybe one tool that they could start off with, what would you suggest to them? Sure. So I... In terms of uh, a practical thing to get started, I would really, really recommend thinking a bit more about the longer term. So, so th- this this goes kind of um, this comes from my experience of building a business and thinking about clients and stuff. The biggest thing that you're going to be focused on, and this is the important and the urgent. I don't know if you've heard about this framework called the Eisenhower Matrix. Basically, it's this well-known tool about like you think of it as a two by two grid. And think of, uh, you know, two columns and two rows. And you've got the important and not important. And you've got the urgent and not urgent. And what we think is we need to focus on the important and the urgent. But that's actually a misconception. The important and the urgent will take care of itself. Your existing clients, you're probably going to do the work that's needed to get done for them. You might think, oh, this is so urgent. Your taxes, you're going to do it. You have to do it. There's a deadline there. But what we do fall on is the important but the not urgent, the things which are longer term, the medium to long term. And for the medium medium to long term, it's all about building out that funnel. It's all about thinking about how you can leverage your status, how you can build your status. Now, this is where the unfair advantage of status comes in. It's really important to build your personal brand. It's really important to get to build your network. It's all about the status game when it comes to sales, I think. Um, not completely, but a huge part of it. And if you think about it, everything else builds status. So if you have better product knowledge, that will increase your status as well. As your clients start to think, wow, this guy's really impressive. He knows, he knows his stuff. So really think about the medium to long term of the things that are important, but not urgent. So things like, for example, posting and creating some content for prospective clients that positions you as an expert, as the go-to expert. People will now come to you for advice. They'll come to you if they have any questions. Thank you. Ash, for you, would there be anything um, that you would want to add in that our listeners could do practically different to, to Hassan's perspective on that? Um, I, I think with COVID and pandemic and some of the learnings I've had in so far um, in business and in life is that we need to do a lot of unlearning. 
so we can relearn. Um, and I think if we can just start to think about what do we need to unlearn and then relearn in, in a new era, um, you know, we're going towards a hybrid remote first world where things are changing fast. And then also, I think it's really important to uh, think about what type of mindset you bring into the market, uh, to this new phase that we're going through. So there's a concept called uh, the growth mindset, the growth mindset and fixed mindset. So just knowing when you're falling into the trap of, have I got a fixed mindset around this? And or do I, am I using the growth mindset approach to grow and actually build myself up? And I think that's, those are not frameworks, but ways to think, I suppose, to help. That's really helpful. Thank you. Thank you both for joining us today. It's been really insightful and very interesting to talk to you both. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for having us. That was Ash Ali and Hassan Kuba, authors of the books The Unfair Advantage. The views expressed by external guests in this podcast are their opinions only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Barclays. Please rate, review and subscribe or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Claire McPhail. Thanks for listening.